It's a little bit, not bad. Yo, Gene, what are you doing? Uh, not much. I didn't do my homework. So you motherfucker. Connected. Uh, I have no idea what the hell that just connected to. I'm going to need to turn this Bluetooth off that. Hold on. Get there, Bluetooth. All right. Anyway, Gene, you didn't do your homework. Luckily, I did the homework for you, but you're going to have to elaborate on the bullshit because, holy fuck, what I seen looks like total bullshit. I don't know where the hell you were coming from, but everyone... Welcome to the Chainsaw Bar. I'm your host, Mike. Gathered tonight with... Gina. Excellent. We're on a... I'm tired as shit, so... Yeah, we're going to try bringing through this. It's just an opening. We got some more stuff recorded that we got to splice back this into and all that jazz. But right now, it's the beginning of a... What I'm going to call a... Expressway, subway tour, divorce... For the really... Worst kind of shit I think I could have ever seen that I haven't seen that Gene has seen and he will describe to us in really great detail before he falls asleep. Uh, like I said, I don't remember I just remember it was like a fucking gross movie. Yeah, it was a gross movie. All right. Yeah. All right. So Gene's movie is called Name It, Gene. I forget now. I've been drinking. You bastard. Well, I've been drinking. I don't forget. But we're going (laughs) to refresh your memory because the name sounded so ludicrous to me. I thought, honestly, there's no way this is actually a real film. And then I just typed it in a few minutes ago just before I turned this on. And as it turns out, the Midnight Meat Train was, in fact, a movie. Oh, yeah, man. It's fucking, it's bloody as shit. Holy shit. But I just, like I said, it's been years since I've seen that movie. And, uh, yeah. Did you read about it? It's pretty freaking. I don't know if I can even stomach what I'm reading. But that's it, a lot of kill. That's a fair call. But even then, that's not going to save it from my hammer, bad hammer. But anyway, The Midnight Meat Train was released in 2008. Nah, I thought it would be older than that. I thought it was something like in the 70s, honestly. But it's a horror thriller, rated R, hour 43, uh, directed by Raihi Kitamura. Sorry, Raihi Kitamura, if I mispronounce that. But, uh, yes. Oh. The way I remember it, the guy was killing people and uh, hanging them up and eating them like as I remember, I don't like said I have to watch. I will have to watch the movie. I'll have to look into this because I just just. I'll buy. I'll buy. All right, if we can go to orbit and pick it up. We will definitely have a showing of it. But I'll buy it because I think it's a fucked up crazy movie. It seems 
just reading on the internet database, like the opening page for this thing that I didn't actually think existed, I just read director, and then I just read what it was based on. And what it's based on is called The Midnight Meat Train by no other than a master of horror, Clive Barker. Oh, I didn't know that, so... Wow. Yeah, it made 3.5 in the frickin' box office, so that's not bad. Lakeshore, Lionsgate, Midnight Picture Show, and Green Street Films. Pretty decent little companies there. You can't go wrong with those companies. Shit. Well, the movie's like a big budget movie. It's not a big movie. You can tell that uh, that they that they they put a lot of money in that movie and actors. Oh man, yeah, apparently, because that's we'll bring that up to the next part because like headlining this damn shit train is freaking pretty boy Bradley Cooper himself as Leon, the art guy. The, was that the killer guy? The struggling photographer? Yes, apparently. And meets the owner of a prominent art gallery and sees a chance for success that so far eluded him. Oh, man. Oh, man. So he apparently runs into mahogany. <laughs> mahogany. Does that give you a little mahogany there, Gene? Thinking about them midnight meat train? <laughs> what the hell's mahogany? <laughs> it's a type of wood, you dick. <laughs> it's a type of wood. Oh, yeah, yeah. People carve with it. Gotcha. Yes. But anyway, that brings us to the second most, probably, I don't know, I don't know, most famous or famous, but either way, it brings us to Mahogany, played by <laughs> Vinnie Jones, a famous soccer damn player from England who got more famous for just kind of getting in fights on the field and just beating people up. And then he got had a career and like... All those 90s freaking films that What's-His-Face direct, I can't remember now, I'm just drawing a blank, but Vinnie Jones, ex-soccer player, kind of hooliganish style dude, just hardcore. I think so, apparently. I haven't seen it, so I'm just reading from the description. Yep. Oh, man. So, let's read the basic description. And we'll let you guys decide if you're going to waste your time with this, because I've never heard of it. But here's a description from the base internet. When struggling photographer Leon Kaufman meets the owner of a prominent art gallery, he sees the chance for the success that has so far eluded him. Determined to show the darker side of humanity for his debut showing, Leon crosses paths with mahogany portrayed by Vinnie Jones, a serial killer who preys on late-night subway commuters. His fascination with mahogany pulls him and his lover, played by Leslie Bibb, deep into an evil abyss. His girl was called, was named Maya, so there we go. Apparently, Brooke Shields was in this as Susan Hoff, Roger Bart was Jurgis, blah, blah, blah. And let me see if I recognize anybody else. But that's pretty famous. Oh, Ted Raimi was in this? What? Oh, my goodness, Ted Raimi. What don't you do? Man, it's a lot. Like I said, I don't remember it. I just remember that it was like gory as shit. And I, uh, a friend loaned me the movie. And I said, damn, this is freaking pretty damn horrifying. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. 
right, so. So it's good. It, what I remember, I mean, uh, I don't remember shit. I just remember it was a good movie. <laughs> like I said, that's been a long time ago. Yeah, that was. Oh, man. <laughs> I know I just contradict myself, but maybe I'm just trying to uh, think that 2008 wasn't long ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit ago, Gene. <laughs> but no, yeah, that was a, that's crazy. Bradley Cooper, Brooke Shields, Ted Raimi, and Benny Jones. Weird. That's a weird lineup for a film. Hell, let's just order the damn thing and we'll all watch it. We'll, we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely put that in the list of things to do. But that that's our... Uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of rating do you can give that the Midnight Meat train there, Gene? On Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. On Rotten I, fucking I, I, well, Like I said, I, I'm... Uh, I don't know. Give it a name. I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes is already trademarked by... Rotten Tomatoes, so we can't use that at all. I can't say that. You can say it, but we can't use it as our damn basis of judgment. Like, uh, what we we're doing a let's do chainsaws since we're the chainsaw bar. Five being the best. One should we do five to ten? One to five or one to ten or one to eleven? I don't know. Like I said, I can't. I can't rate it. I would say it's a must watch because. I can't rate it because I'll rate it when I watch it again. Alright, fair enough. But on our rating system, what should we do? How many chainsaws should we enact? Should we do uh, one? That's gory as hell, by God. I'm going to say let's go uh, one to five. One. Five been the damn most gory shit. One been the shittiest. Zero, don't watch the fucking shit. Ah, good call. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's going to be our ratings from here on out. All right, three, four, we'll figure out. Two, three, and four. We'll figure out names for them. But for I'd now... i gory as hell. I'd die. Hell, I'd give it a five. Gory as hell worth watching and entertaining, maybe a five. Definitely a five. If it's damn great, it's gory, or it's just great, it's definitely a five. It doesn't have to be totally gory, because there's lots of other films that are going to be rated by our chainsaw rating system from here on out. Hey, a must buy... I give it another five. A must buy is a five solid. If it needs to be in your collection, or you need to watch uh, it, yeah. Like I said, I, I wouldn't say that we need to buy the damn thing and just <laughs> I'll buy it and then I'll let you watch it. No, I've, and, got, uh, I've got the and internet. Then, and, and then uh, I'll watch it again. Then we'll do another review on that. Sounds awesome. All right, that's cool. So like. It's just like I said, it's just been a long time ago. Yes. Yes, that's cool. Alright, I'm just giving up to the next review on our train of terror is the... We're going to discuss this. Gene hasn't seen this one, so we're kind of in the same boat of two movies that we have not either seen, but are very passionate about enough to bring them up in this podcast. The 1972... Poor sci-fi classic. You could probably buy it at any pawn shop in a box set for two bucks on DVD or maybe four bucks for Blu-ray versions. You can find Blu-ray version of this. Is the Horror Express. The 1972 classic was kind of like 
the ending of a heyday for a lot of Hammer actors and actresses. And this is no exception. Released on June 20th, 1974. Wow, that's pretty impressive. We got... Dang. Let's read the description so you guys can hear. This is just off the internet. We got Alexander Saxton, a brilliant British anthropologist, researching in the Russian Far East. Really icy. Not really in the description, but... Boards the Trans-Siberian Express with his latest discovery, a frozen specimen he hopes to prove is the missing link. But on route to Europe, the passengers begin to turn up dead, and terror engulfs the train as Saxton and his partner, Dr. Wells, struggle to contain a mysterious and increasingly murderous force with the power to control minds. And there's the sci-fi bit of it. Other parts of it mostly horror. It was directed by Eugenio Martin. I have no idea which country this was filmed in or whatever, but it definitely feels kind of hammer British to me. And let's see. Production companies were Granada Films, Benmar Productions, and Scotia International, which I've never even heard of. But it's also got pretty epic all-star cast no doubt because it was kind of one of those top of their billing for like the horror genre and just kind of making cool movies and b-movies and low budget stuff that still make money so they're going to keep doing it kind of movies so what we got here is a failure to communicate because there ain't no way you could get all these stars in one movie nowadays unless it was just like super brief cameos but what we got today is Christopher Lee was playing Professor Sir Alex, Alex, whatever the hell his name was, I mentioned. We had Peter Cushing's, as you may remember, as a famous vampire hunter kind of guy, and just amazing actor from the Hammer film era, as Dr. Wells. We had Alberto Del Mendoza playing a, a father, a priest. And he's he does the command performance, I have to say. Like, he was kind of... He was stand out for his performance, his fanaticism, and it was great. And a lot of you may be sitting here thinking, well, those guys are pretty cool. But then we say Captain Kazan. And then you're thinking, wow, that's a weird name. And then you think, who that, who's the hell is that guy? And then you find out it was played by Telly Savalas. The legendary actor, Telly Savalas. Man, that don't need hair to fucking look amazing. But, wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. When I watch the 70s movies, I like the 60s, the 50s. I don't matter. It don't matter how old the movie is. Like, uh, Net de Facto, or whatever you want to call it. Nesferatu. They're all uh, great movies. It's probably not... Uh, I don't know. People in their twenties probably ain't gonna watch them. But who gives a fuck? Yeah, but if you're listening to this, you need to go watch it. It also had a uh, Julio Pena as Inspector Marvo, who was pretty awesome at the be- mid part of the beginning. He was great, and the effervescent Silvia Tortosa, who was Countess Inrinia something or another. I'm just giving up the names and whatever. 
There was a Helga Lynn playing Natasha. Alice Reinhardt was Miss Jones. And we had Victor Israel as Materio. But, I don't know. These were amazing performances. And this train was a lot bigger than it was portrayed in the stock footage they used. Because the train they portrayed was a classic Trans-Siberian Express, I guess, coming through a snowy field with a big old coal-burning engine. But it had four compartments attached to it. And this movie looked like there was at least two more to that. Maybe a six or seven compartment damn train. There were scenes where they were eating dinner. There were scenes where there was at least two different like bedroom cars. And there was a storage thing at the back of the train. There was the engine and at least one of the damn train cart they ran through. So this train was like a TARDIS and it was exceptionally bigger on the inside than it was on the outside. It was ridiculous for that from that perspective. But you definitely need to check it out. The Horror Express. If you guys got a damn two or three bucks and got time to run around to a couple pawn shops, it could probably be yours. Or just go online and check out fucking Horror Express. It's probably free on pretty much anything you stream. If you got Tubi or Amazon or Hulu or any of that crap. The flicks. You probably can find it for free with commercials. And that'll give you time to go make some popcorn, chill out. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But... Gene definitely needs to see this. This is somewhere in my permanent collection. I was just streaming it. Because streaming on it doesn't involve me having to get up and search to do a pile of DVDs and Blu-rays. But it was just there. And I thought, I want to see Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing and Telly Savalas in the same movie. And I was not disappointed. It was great. Honestly, that film for me was a definite five chainsaws for him. Because you need to pick that up, buy it. It's not expensive. You need to watch it. Put it in your collection. And in the modern sense of the thing, the second season of Creepshow, which I'm pretty sure Gene has not seen on Shudder. No, I've seen the old ones. You've seen the first season on Shudder because I lent it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen the first new season of stuff. They haven't released the second new season of Creepshow. But it's a Shutter exclusive. Shutter's paying for it. They're knocking out of the fucking park. And if you've watched that, because it's been out since, I think, uh, mid-spring this year. Because the season started up in the spring. Ran, I believe, six or seven episodes. But the last episode, it's entirely th- themed around this actual movie. The Horror Express. Like, there's a character in the movie, in the TV show, that builds this machine where you can go down upload a movie and it becomes cyber reality and you get to go experience and be in the movie and you just kind of wander around in the movie running through the scenes interacting with the characters and the computer he built like has an AI feature that lets the characters react in a manner appropriate I guess it's a great episode of damn creep show You'll probably see it here later this year, Gene, when they release season two to Blu-ray or DVD and I pick it up. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah, season two was pretty fantastic. Fun. Lots of classic Creepshow feels. So we're spinning this into that. But that's pretty much our horror express reviews for now.
And Creepshow, let's jump into that. What do you think of the first season of Creepshow, the new one? The new one I lent you, Gene. Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I, all the creep shows that I've ever seen and the anthologies and stuff like that, it's all been good. I really uh, I like them all, to be honest with you. I mean, there's certain, there's certain ones that I don't like, but hell, that's going to be anybody, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And, and if you watch them all and stuff like that, I'll, you have to go back and watch them again because... Hell, you, uh, you, you get kind of confused which one was, which episode was on what, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's overwhelming. It's like watching the whole damn uh, uh, Twilight Zone and then remembering what in the hell is all called. Yeah, yeah, running through all, like, six seasons. Yeah, it's madness. There's a trying to find if you don't remember the episode name from the Twilight Zone, you're gonna have a hell of a time trying to find it. Generally, I like them. I mean, it's the same category of the uh, <clears throat> Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show. Uh, what was that other one? Uh, Tales Night from the, Gallery. Night Gallery. Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, God dang! Now Tales from the Dark Side, man. That's a that's a Halloween must. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good I mean, stuff. You watch, uh, well, you ain't gonna be able to watch all of it. It's spooky season. Spooky season's coming up, Jim. We got like two, like a month and a half before it's gonna start getting cooler. It's gonna start getting darker earlier. I'm gonna chop off David daylight savings time. Maybe not till December this year in the northern hemisphere where we're at. And just in the United States, generally, daylight savings time. Trash. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but dude, we're gonna have to put in. Uh, we're gonna have to damn put in for them days to get off on that damn day because damn thing of this Halloween, I have to, I have to get off on those days. I do. Yeah. It. Yeah, I don't work Halloween, sorry. It's like my birthday, anymore I'll work my birthday and just kind of be miserable and trying to leave early. But Halloween, that's still an exception to all rules to me. Like I'll go to the store and get me some candy. I'll run around dressed up as a vampire or a fucking zombie or something. Watch horror movies like for three days straight and just fucking, it's like, it's like a mini vacation to me for like the year. So it's like the best time of the year. Weather's great. Trees are damn not pollinating and make me sneeze it's great i love halloween so much spooky season oh, yeah. we have we have to be we're, nah, we're, we're not going to work that day hmm. not a chance like yeah hopefully they'll come up with some uh, cool uh, new horror films that that doesn't suck Involved damn college students, but I think I think that genre is about over with. For, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. They they were ringing uh, Happy Death Day. That series kind of brought college students back, and I enjoyed it. I watched it. I mean, Oliver, we watched it both episodes, both both movies, and they were pretty great. Like the baby face killer thingy, it was fun. It was a typical college college slasher, but with a twist. 
So if you guys can get out there and watch the damn Happy Death Day, if you've been avoiding it, just give it a watch. It's good stuff. Happy Death Day was actually real enjoyable. I liked it a lot. It's like, it, it, it's weird. In the 80s, is uh, uh, high school uh, slashers. <laughs> yeah. They got tired of that shit, and then they went to college slashers. Mm-hmm. You get away you can get away with more boobs because everybody was over 18 in most college slashers. So there was that factor. There wasn't some little kid there in the background being annoying little fucking kid number six. And there was that. Yeah, kind of like a... Uh, not Mally on the street. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That was kind of... That was kind of a... Yeah, that was a high school slasher. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, like, Happy Death Day. That's a great one. Gene, I'll probably... You need to damn get your Blu-ray player. Get that thing. I'll help you hook it up. Then you can watch Blu-rays without any kind of hesitation at all. Because you need you got a Blu-ray player somewhere in your collection, somewhere. And oh, I, yeah, I, I, I just never looked at that. Oh, man, I've got so many Blu-ray, play, do, Blu-ray movies that are so great that you need to watch and... Good definition. Ugh, it's frustrating. Because, like, most things are released in Blu-ray anymore and DVD. And there you go. But, yeah. You need... We'll have to get that... You have to get that thing set up. I've got extra cords if you need an HDMI cord, which is the main thing. And... Burp. Just need to hook that up. So I can just... I'll probably just buy another one because I don't even know where the fuck it's at. Mm, yeah, that's the tricky part. It's kind of like that TV series Holliston. Like, the guys at Adam... Not Adam Beach. Adam Green. <laughs> Adam Beach. That's Maddie's damn pretty boy. Adam Green is a director that did the Hatchet series. Starring Kane Hodder and other actors and actresses. But, Hatchet. Yeah, it's a great slasher. Set in Louisiana... It's real fun, actually. It's enjoyable. Like, Hatchet was well done. And he, prior to that, he did this TV sitcom called Holliston. And it was, it's pretty, it's pretty great, actually. It's got, like, Gwar's lead singer, damn Odorous, in it. It's got him and, like, his little crew. And, like, his boss is Dee Snyder. So, that's all you really gotta hear is Dee Snyder is his boss... He's got an imaginary friend that lives in his closet, and that's Odorous Among Us from War before he passed away, Dave Brockie's rest in power. And it was great. It got like, I think two seasons, maybe? And it was only like, I don't know, it was on Spike, I believe. Spike TV. It was one of those, like, those kind of networks. But they paid for it, and it was great. It was fun, it was quick. They ripped through an episode. They hit so many fun horror tropes. It was a blast. Like, it's on, like, the internet now. Like, someday when you get damn a streaming service, Gene, you'll have to check it out. Okay. No problem. Or you'll have to just come over here and chill out for a couple hours and get a few episodes in, and maybe a few, like, a few times later, come back over and watch some more episodes. But it's great. But, no, it's really easy. Adam Green, his friends, they're all in it. He got some great actors. Kane Hodder's actually has a couple cameo episodes. Freaking Tony Todd's in it. So, it's actually a great TV show. It's fun. It's very horror person related. 
horror movie related. If y'all haven't seen Holliston, go watch it. Put it in your mind, because it's great. It's real low budget, but it's totally entertaining. Some movies are way better than the ones that they uh, spend millions of dollars. Yeah, definitely. Well, they, that, there's some uh, Friday the 13th movies that freaking suck. <laughs> yeah, and they cost millions of dollars to make. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's some of those that totally. they, it's just like, man, I, I have to watch it, but okay. I gotta buy the box set, but I watch it this time. But it might be five years later before I watch it again. <laughs> exactly. It's like I own it, and I can read the description and just sit there like, "Oh yeah, that wasn't very good." It's like some of the Leprechaun series. Like, yeah, those mid yeah. those mid Leprechaun series were like still the story, but uh, now I don't want to waste another hour and a half of my life watching those tonight. Maybe tomorrow morning. <laughs> Like the uh, the last one, I forget what in the hell that it was called on the Leprechaun series. Or the Leprechaun wasn't even in. Yep. And one of my other friends at work, he said the same thing. It it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, it was Leprechaun Origins. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. They they tried. What did everybody patent the Leprechaun? I don't know. They, yeah, like, they must have gave it some, like... They didn't have Warwick in it, so there was that factor. Without him, you don't really have a Leprechaun movie. Then you have to go to bad CGI and claymation or some crap. Ugh. Yeah. But... I'll, I'll watch it again. I mean, I'll, I'll probably... I'll, I probably know, wouldn't bother watch it again. Just <laughs> take a second look at it. I mean... It's only been out probably four or five years. I'd give it another fucking four or five years before you waste your time again. Because <laughs> it was not good. Well, what's but, weird about watching movies, you might not like it now, but uh, watching it, like you said, four or five years later, something like that, it might bring back memories of like the the, the older cars or something like that. Or, mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Going back to an earlier episode of our podcast, man, I was driving home from work today, and guess what I seen? One guest, Dean. Give me something I would have seen that was kind of related to an older episode of our podcast that you were involved in. Hmm. I'm driving home from work. Vroom, vroom. Oh, you seen Clayton, eh? No, I didn't see Clayton. <laughs> that relic. We got yeah yeah that's a good that's a great <laughs> guess actually, fuck you Clayton wherever you are you gotta get back here. I've got a friend that like wants to do it wants to do another episode wants to do an episode, and he's a big Gojira fan, so like he's gonna be he was trying to find a, did you guys cover Evil Dead two Evil Dead all the series I was like yes, but I want to get your take on it. God dang uh, I lost my damn copy. I had I had every damn one of them. And, uh, I, I, I don't know what happened to it. Mm. I was going to take it to the Mad Monster because they had a poster in it. Oh, yeah. And 
I just lost it because the thing of it is that I was moving at the time and I was damn I lose every freaking thing when I move another reason to get this year off for Halloween we, what sucks about it is like we're definitely going to need to get the like probably the entire weekend off for Halloween because like Friday Saturday and Sunday it's Mad Monster Expo which is not Mad Monster Party but Mad Monster Expo in Charlotte this year and they're, it's got Meatloaf there. Meatloaf is going to be there. So I want to look at Meatloaf and wave to him and look and go, Meatloaf! But Meatloaf's going to be there. There's a lot of other cool people there. But the loaf is the big deal. But they're also going to have a bunch of... Yeah, hell yeah. But there's also going to be some stuff about making movies and shit. There's going to be a lot of damn side, like, little um, lectures where they talk about making movies so maybe we should get, try getting down there and catching a couple of those to see what they say about making movies so might be a good good weekend of learning and it's holiday it's it's not Halloween weekend actually yeah it's not Halloween weekend because that is fanboy that's the big Knoxville comic book convention fanboy is back in Knoxville this year in on Halloween weekend so I'm definitely probably going to go down to that on Friday. Gino, you need to come with us and check that out because you've never been to a real comic book convention, have you? Yeah, maybe I could just go down there and sell them a comic book. You probably could, honestly. But you probably won't get much for them because, like, dealers are fucking cutthroat bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like a pawn shop. Exactly. But they you'd probably be able to trade it for something cool that would be just as cool. Yeah, well, that's another thing. You might get ripped off. They'd be like, well, you see, this has got a rabbit ear on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that definitely counts against you. Comic book dealers are like that. Comic book collectors are real like that. Like, collectors want a damn pristine, nice, nice copy of their damn the book to put in their collection. So they pull it out and they know that it's, it's worth a damn. They're never going to read it again. They have another copy that they read. But that pristine copy is in their pristine collection. That's collector. That's I've grown out of that, so that's good. Yeah, like I, 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 I've got out of comic books alone, and I'm good. Yeah, I like comic book movies. I still like those. But yeah, comic books. I'm pretty much out of it. Sucks. Yeah, the damn thing of it is, I got about five hundred of them. They went through them in years. Mm. I like about I gotta go over. And uh, rats is probably cheap to them and wouldn't be worth like 10,000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Which I doubt it because all mine was 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, some 70s, 80s, not early 90s, and that's it. Yeah, so like not great value, but. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You might be able to buy yourself dinner with your entire collection in the market. The rats that made a desk with them by now had better use for them. The moths, the moths are a problem. Silverfish, moths, silverfish are bastards. They will eat paper for days, fuckers. Ugh. But anyway, yeah, that's that. But, yeah, we got two conventions that we need to go to this year. We got Fanboy in Knoxville this year. Y'all need to look that up. It's a Fanboy comic convention. It's a big old, it's a freaking, it's a fun one. If you have never been... And you can't afford to go to San Diego or Dragon Con. You know what? That's like the damn third. That's a little. That's the damn. The littlest brother of those two comic book conventions because it's great. 
from my perspective, like in my area, I live in the southeast, and you've got to check out Fanboy because as good as it gets, that's where we're gonna get. There's big things in Orlando. They have a show in Orlando, but for us, we get the Knoxville one. And it's only like an hour and a half of drive. It's it's great. I've been there like four or five times. It's awesome. My friend Johnny didn't had never been to one, and he really wanted to go. And I was like, Yeah, man, I've never been. I've been to one in a while, but you've never been to one. So yeah, let's go. So I took my friend Johnny with me, and we went over to Knoxville to catch this comic book convention. And he just wanted to damn geek out and look at people and see what it was like. And he's been going back every year that it's been available. So boom. That's awesome. It's fun, man. You gotta go, Gene. So this year you gotta do Fanboy and you gotta do Mad Monster Expo. Uh, you gotta keep me up to date with the damn date on the calendar if you know how it works, so young. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, we're definitely gonna hit those two things. We're definitely in a Friday on the Fanboy and maybe a... Probably a Fanboy or probably just a Friday on the Mad Monster Expo. But, yeah, It'll be fun. I would like to take my comic books, but I wouldn't want to carry down 500 freaking comic books by up through there. Oh, man, yeah, trying to sell those? Yeah, yeah I'm probably not going to do that. Screw that. A lot of work. But, I don't know. But then again, it's just like, shoot, selling for cash, you're going to get like quarters on the fucking dollar best. It's horrible. That's basically what I Now... That's what it'll be, but anyway, I remember uh, this uh, comic book uh, store in Silver. I was like, it's there. No, that was a uh, Fangoria. Not Fangoria. That was um, shit. Yeah, that's not there anymore. It was great. <clears throat> they had so many. You could spend two or three days in there, and you, you're still not going to. You still couldn't go through that. Yeah, that place was fun. They had, they had a great damn uh, Predator statue there. They had a huge freaking uh, G.I. Joe display with them, like uh, Cobra Command Center and them, uh, the G.I. Joe base. And everybody kind of flying around. They collected. I gave, the guy that I'm trying to get on the podcast here later, I gave him just a pile of damn old G.I. Joe junk. And he took it over there and traded it for some comic books because it was just parts and stuff and weird bits. And that guy was like, oh, shit, I need that part for this. I need this part for that. And he traded him for a couple comics at least. And it was just like bits and pieces that the guy needed to fix a damn G.I. Joe toy. And that's pretty much what it came down to. That's pretty good. And that worked out pretty great for him. And it didn't hurt my feelings because, like, my G.I. Joe pile is in a box in the damn closet over there somewhere. And I've still got a good number of G.I. Joe toys I like. But... I'm an adult and I just don't have time to pull them out and damn go to war as much as I should, I guess. It's <laughs> about looking at them now and just remembering. Yeah, being a kid and looking up at the damn. What was the Cobra place? What was the Cobra damn uh, base called? Do you remember that? Six years. 
Yeah, they were politically correct bastards. No. Hey, they can suck it on that. Nah, here's what it is. But, yeah, like, oh, they really screwed that TV series, that cartoon up there. Like, the last couple of damn years of it, that they were running it, they were trying to go with a damn Islamist kind of fucking version of the Cobras. And they sucked. They did, they did the Cobra, like, go Cobra thing. But they added the whole la, 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 fucking uh, Middle Eastern damn fucking uh, screen damn. I guess just kind of like a yell that like they the Middle Eastern people run into an attack with, and it was just like ah oh, that's just terrible. That's just bad writing on somebody's part. But it was the 1986 Cobra Terror Dome. That's what it was called, the Terror Dome. It was from 1986. And I remember going to Roses here in Silva. Get, living in Cherokee, I lived about an hour away from Roses. Because the roads are so different. Like a trip from Big Cove, North Carolina, to Roses, Silva, North Carolina, was about an hour back in 1986. And I remember looking up at the damn Terror Dome and thinking, that's one of the coolest things ever. And I really, really wanted one for Christmas. Because I, I had a couple of G.I. Joe toys and Cobra things, and I was big into G.I. Joe, but like the damn, the Terror Dome was like up there on the top shelf, and it cost 99 bucks. Jeez. It was. That was, that was damn, that was a freaking thousand bucks, man. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's why I didn't ever get one of those. But it didn't mean that it wasn't there to touch. I touched the box, and I reached up and touched the box and looked at it, and I was like, that's the coolest shit ever. And like go Joe, but like I need you gotta have a base for the enemies to hang out in. I, I I like the Cobra stuff better. The Cobra stuff was cool because it, most of it was in black, and that always just kind of ups the coolness of it. Black and red. I know I hate to say that, but like I said, man, I, I was always going for Cobra because they always had the the best shit. Yeah, even though they were a terrorist organization, they always had the coolest weapons. Yeah, they had the they had the coolest planes. I had a plane. I don't know how much it cost or that like that. I think I got it. I got it for Christmas. Uh, my my granny bought it for me. Oh man, was it, it was it, it big? Was, it was great. But I never did have Cobra Commander. There was two of them. The one that had the uh, like the cloth over his head. Yep. And then there was another one that had the glass face. Yeah, yeah. There was two Cobra Commanders. Then they were, they changed were, the different ones. Then they had the third one, which was the steel armored one. So, yeah, you had to have the, the main bad guy, even though he had the worst voice ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> kinda, yeah, kind of like them. Uh, <laughs> um, what the hell? Uh, he man! man. He man, he man. <laughs> Old Skeletor had the worst voice ever, <laughs> and it's the same with Cobra Commander. It's like, you Joes are nothing to me. It's like, oh man, am I being threatened by my grandma? What the hell? <laughs> oh shit, dude. there were no bad guys back in the 80s supposed to sound cool. You know what I'm saying? Just like Gargamel and the Smurfs. Oh yeah, they all said <laughs> Gargamel was kind of the high damn watermark for bad guy voices from that cartoon generation. I mean, they were going to put some high voice like, 
said, all right, man, now we got to go kill some heroes. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you cows are going down. <laughs> I mean, you're going to make the, the bad guys sound like the heroes, like He-Man, you know? Yeah. Monsters of the universe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely did that with them. It's like, it's not going to like sound like Tony Todd. Be my cobra. <laughs> join us. And you'll never suffer again. And be like, oh, cool, I might join you with that damn argument there, Cobra Commander. But then you come out, it's like, join us, you'll never suffer again. It's like, eh, I might have to think about this. Let me get back to you there, Commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, that's just where I see it watching all them cartoons do that oh yeah that was pretty much it exactly but yeah I remember like in 1986 87 those years like I remember going to Rose's after an hour drive to look at toys and then my parents would just look at like what we were really into it was like oh they're really into G.I. Joe's so there you go I'd get a couple of like the dudes and maybe a damn a nice little cool vehicle and that was my Christmas present and you know what? That was like the best. That's like I played with those all year. Like I damn built fucking dirt castles and shit, and damn fight, and it was great. It was a great damn growing up experience that a lot of the kids don't get anymore, really. Because they their parents buy the shit for them right there is that when they want it. Instead of when hey, wait for Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, you had like six or seven months. It's like you didn't get no fucking presents by God until Christmas time came. I don't give a shit who you was. Precisely. Yeah, if you so, really so want something, I mean, so, hey, uh, I want that. And if there's any crying or something like that, which you didn't do, your ass is getting beat. <laughs> you probably got an ass whooping if you cried, but that's not going to stop you from getting that toy unless it's not available. Or you're just a total dick. Then you're just getting like the damn other toy. But or knockoff GI Joes, which was cool as shit too, man. Some of the knockoff Joes were fun. They definitely like they joined the fight. It's like they joined damn Cobra, and the other guys joined damn GI Joe, and it's just a good old fucking battle. Dude, like, I, I freaking like the old. They would be called something like uh, called something different. Don't quote me on it. It'd be like uh, Operation. Uh, Operation Force. <laughs> yeah, or Hero Guys. You could get like, you could get, uh, you'd end up with five more little army men versus one G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the one Joe would be leading the little five dudes, and the one G.I. like Cobra guy you had would be leading the other two or three bad guys that you put on their side. Yeah, yeah I mean, hell, they. It was the same scale, and they just wasn't name brand and didn't give a shit. Yeah, but definitely. They still all died at the end of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh man, like the corpse. I'm looking up pictures, but corpse. Damn. What the hell was this shit? Damn. The corpse. Yeah, they were like a knockoff little comp them group. Adventure Man, now that was a little bit older, but like the Corpse, I remember them. They were some damn, they were like some G.I. Joe sized dudes. And like American Defense, that was another knockoff little damn group. 
they were just some damn like three eighths damn little dudes, and there was special force units. <laughs> These are just some dudes that look like basic army guys, but like those guys could definitely just join the damn fray and be like, "Yeah, hey, I'm in GI Joe. I'm on Cobra." They don't care. We're American defense dudes. We don't give a shit. That's what we did. Like I said, I only maybe had like uh, I probably only had real uh, maybe four GI Joes, real ones, mm-hmm. and then I had one huge GI Joe. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, those are like that. The old 60 ones or something, you know? The big doll, the original doll one where you could then give them different, different sets of clothes and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they had real, yeah, they had real clothes and stuff like that. That was cool. It was, that was a fun one for that. But yeah, I, I like remember having them G.I. Joes and like I have I like a few the good plastic ones. I like the, I like the, the small G.I. Joes. The, the, hell, because they had all the, a bunch of weapons and shit and you'd get frustrated because you lose the weapons and that sucks. <laughs> and then they don't have a gun. Now they're running around with a knife. Come on. It's like, well, I'm going with this damn machine gun battle with a knife. Damn, I hope the spirit's damn wolf is going to help me out here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I had, I, had, I had a lot of fun with the little plastic army men. Oh, uh, the basic ones? Yeah, the one, just the molded. Uh, yeah. Was it coming like a hundred in a pack for a dollar or less? Yeah, they definitely joined the GI fight. They just they definitely joined the GI Joe fight too. They were in the battle. Uh, and I got a little older, you know, I was like thirteen, and I, I was like, okay, well, here's the here's the Viet Cong village over here. Here's the Germans over here, and. <laughs> I was like, all right, has Dad got any gasoline in the shit? <laughs> yeah. It's like, who needs eyebrows? I don't need eyebrows or fucking arm hair. Screw this. Let's do this. And then uh, I'd go to a friend's house. We'd make villages and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we'd sit there all day. I mean, we'd probably, what, uh, 12? Mm-hmm. We'd spend all day setting these uh, soldiers up just to them take a cup of gas <laughs> and, and light a little match in the center of the village and just think we're some damn C-130, AC-130 gunship going by and just is all to an end. Accuracy by volume. Accuracy by volume. You didn't do that. You didn't. You didn't. I don't know. You're just not. You're an American. You were not a little kid that had access to gasoline and fire. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. It's like, I don't have any. I I had some M80s, I guess. I had some M80s, a little stick of dime. I blew some things up, yeah. And then gasoline, yeah. It's like, cool. Then I found my, like, mom's damn freaking hair damn hairspray and a match you get guess what that little guy's got a damn fucking flamethrower kaboom <laughs> it's like yes it's like, I said alright my sister won't miss his hairspray exactly it's like alright the cobra's got a flamethrower oh shit <laughs> it's like it's like I'm tired of these toys like I said I've had these things for years 
So I'm going to take them to my friend's house and we're going to blow them up. You have a good old fucking sending out war. Yeah. I don't care if I got everybody I think done that. I think a lot of people, like from our generation, did that. And then, like, what would you do next weekend? Well, fuck. I've got no toys to blow up. No shit. Then you have to damn kind of get bored for a couple months, and then like, all right, let's grow up a little bit. Then we just like, okay, well, we can't, we can't, we ain't got nothing to blow up, but there's plenty of beer bottles, and your dad still got a little bit of mixed gas. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Like, yep, I know where the lawnmower gas is. Hmm. Seen this on them A team. Let's make some Molotov cocktails. And I'm like, well, hell, it's his idea. It's his, uh, like I said, he's going to get, he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. If you're all getting, we all got our asses beat for that shit. Oh, but anyway. Hell yeah, man. We, we all thought we were scientists. Scientists, damn fucking warriors, fucking bad guys, fucking good guys, fucking James Bond for a long time. Shit. Yeah, like how many shit we, how much damn shit did we tear up their parents' bottles? Hell, we went to, we went, they, uh, me and, they took, uh, my mom took me and my friend, my sister and her friend, the Gatberg, with the Smoke Mountain Knife Works. First thing we seen, we seen these freaking night swords. Oh, God. That wasn't, that was not even around back in your kid. That, that was probably like China Bazaars where you seen that shit, dude. China and Bazaar. And, and, and we both had half of the damn thing. God, yes. So, uh, so we was in the medieval nights. So we cut a bunch of damn sticks about the, you know, about six foot or something like that and lined them up because, and they said, that's the enemy. Yep. And we took these swords and we were, ran through them, swinging them like they was the enemy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, first damn thing, uh, <laughs> they both broke. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they broke both of Jesus. Yeah, that's like, true. damn, man, that was cool, but still our swords <laughs> that was like $30 waste oh man which was like fucking 100 bucks for your parents holy shit <laughs> I still got them believe it or not oh that's awesome actually Probably. I, I still got them I just need to uh, get them welded back together you know how I am about welding I went, I went and got the damn arm I sent you a damn uh, picture message here a couple days ago yeah I, I now he he fixed it well enough, but like he said, cast iron's really tricky because it's hard to damn meld back. But he took the damn old fusion torch and damn damn spot welded in like six or seven spots, and the joint yeah. is too big. So I sat there and tried damn drilling it out, making the the damn casing a little bit bigger. But I don't have my Dremel. I've lost my Dremel. Yeah, I'm gonna watch you if I can find it. Dude. What the hell? Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, cast iron's weird. It's 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 brittle. Yeah. 
but it's back together. It needs to be damn. I need to damn take the take Dremel to it. If I can Dremel out the damn armhole a little bit bigger, it'll actually free turn and actually work. But right now I've got it a little bit open, so it's not quite damn steel on steel. But like I can pull the lever and throw a coin in its mouth, so it works ish. You know, you can still fix it, baby. You can find somebody that can really weld that shit. No, it's welded good. I just need to. I need to damn clear out the damn arm joint. I need to damn make the arm joint a little bit bigger. That's all it comes down to. But I don't have my Dremel tool. I've lost my Dremel somewhere, and I can't find it. Because I just need to damn clean it out, make the damn arm hole about, I don't know, like a damn eighth of a damn inch bigger, and it'll fit perfectly and damn work great. Because he got the damn arm welded back on at the perfect angle and everything. So yeah, yeah. it looks cool. And you ain't gonna be able to see it because it broke off from the inside of the arm. Yeah, but like the joint there at the bone, it's a little bit wider, so it needs to be cleaned out. I need to get my Dremel somewhere. I can't find the goddamn thing. It's got a damn couple of them, a couple of damn uh, diamond bits on it that will shave off all that damn little bit of the damn big size of it, and that will shave yeah, it down. Second, the Dremel tool is cool stuff. You don't own one. Yes. I just know if I bought one, I'd, I'd be tearing up shit with it. Yeah, man, I've loved my Dremel tool. I broke my Dremel tool, actually. Making that damn bra making that damn bracelet from Adeline, it's, it burned down and broke. I'd go get a damn knockoff Dremel tool. That works great, but that's what I'm missing. What the hell are you doing there? What the hell are you doing over there? You're making a bunch of crazy-ass noises. I'm gonna be pack menthol cigarettes. Good lord. Anyway. But, yeah, that was, that was a good time. I why you got them, because they might damn get rid of them. Zombie apocalypse is coming. I'm freaking quit. I got to quit down making menthols. I can't smoke regular cigarettes. Oh, man. Today was a Nostradamus day for me. Like,. I was, I was like looking at Nostradamus predictions for 2021. It's oh, like Jesus, you uh, don't believe in that shit, do you? No, it's just fun to see what he said and how people interpret it. But like his zombie prediction is like the be all end all is like the half living will fight the living and that will be the end of the earth. That's what he wrote down. So everybody's pretty much said that's just like the zombie apocalypse. And that's that pretty, sounds right. That sounds about right. It's like the half-living versus the living. Yeah, that's a pretty good description. But, yeah, so that's sometimes... It's not this year, probably, but like... But did he say zombie? No, he never said zombies. He said half-living versus living will be the end of the world. <clears throat> so that's a good description of zombies, but... Like, he didn't. He hasn't got any specific time. He was a damn weird 1500s damn French guy that seen visions and shit. And a lot of them come out, a lot of them come out, damn, out the wash and work out, but a lot of them are just weird. So, and you can interpret them all you want. Was he seeing that? Was he seeing the damn Twin Towers? Was he seeing them... Some... Oh, shit, I didn't know he, I didn't know he did that. Oh, yeah, he had a prediction, like, the prediction was something about two brothers in York will fall from fire or something. And people were like, what the hell does that mean? There's only two brothers two brothers in York. And a lot of people were sitting there like, what the hell does that one mean? And then the Twin Towers fell in New York. 
And it's like, oh, shit, you can definitely interpret that. Yeah, we yeah. From fire? Yeah, totally. If you were just some damn backwoods nobody, and you've seen that in a vision, yeah, that's pretty much how you describe it. Like, two big-ass damn towers that look identical, just getting blown up and then collapsing. Yeah, I guess you could definitely interpret it like that. But, yeah. Yeah. Go like ahead. that movie, The Da Vinci Code, and one's got Tom Hanks in and stuff like that. That's them. Are, there's two movies, and them are pretty cool. Those are pretty fun. Yeah, weird, but pretty funny. The second one sucked, but the first one was good. Yeah, I like them both. I'm, I'm both. There you go. But yeah, that was kind of, that's been my kind of weird day. Like, he's calling for an asteroid to fly by and maybe hit the Earth or just fly by really close. And he's calling for an earthquake in the, uh, when the Mercury is in Stegotarius, which is like in a uh, damn, uh, phase of the moons or something. But basically what that comes down to is when Mercury is in Stegotarius is get, with the uh, Saturn fading, that's pretty much this year in November, at the end of November, he's predicting that there's going to be a big earthquake somewhere here, somewhere around. And he said west to somewhere, pretty much everybody's saying, oh, that's pretty much California, from what he's describing. So he's calling for a big earthquake. He called for a big earthquake at the end of the year in California that may do in California. Well, the planets and the moons and stuff, they affect what's here on Earth, just like the moon and the tide. A little bit, yeah. Not, yeah, the tide, definitely, definitely the tide, the moon and all that shit. And even in, even effects when the moon and uh, the sun aligns, just like it turned dark that day. That was amazing. That, damn. that was, though, i tell you what, that was one of the highlights of my life, was seeing, uh, seeing that. That was so amazing. That was like, for y'all that don't know, we were talking about like the great solar eclipse of, uh, what was it, damn... 2018 or 2019? Either way, uh, there was it's, a, yeah. yeah, it's been a couple years ago, yeah. There was a solar eclipse that we were in the, like, the damn perfect alignment for. In the, like, if you ever look at solar eclipse maps, there's a certain band that goes across the damn Earth where there's a perfect solar eclipse happen that you get to witness. Like, the sun totally blacks out everything, and the moon totally blocks out the sun entirely and it's a perfect lunar eclipse and there's this only this like I don't know maybe four or five mile band of it where it's like that and like a few years ago it was perfectly right near where we live like and it was awesome it, and you could and it did turn dark and you could see stars it was so crazy I said man too bad it couldn't last longer it, it happened so quick Man, it happened. I mean, it, didn't, well, it didn't happen quick. It happened period, periodically uh, throughout the day. Yeah, it was a slow buildup. We like, I, pin, I took a little box and put a pinhole in it and stuck it on the ground just to see if that worked. And it was like, are you kidding me? And it worked. I was like, holy shit, there's the there's the moon. And there was the scientific shit coming out of us from when we was kids, you know. Yep. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't really like. I honestly didn't believe that. Like me picking, put a pinhole in a box. And just putting out there in the sun would actually show me nothing. But then I was like, holy shit, there's actually the eclipse. That was crazy. And I was like, blown away. And what was insane, there was, everybody's outside. Nobody was indoors. Everybody was outside. Yeah. Yeah, like people came from all over the country just to hit this area. 
Because this was it like Silva was the. I tell you what, it took me a freaking hour to get home. Oh, and, and yeah. Only, and like I said, <laughs> man, I only lived 15 minutes away. Yeah. It I was, was pissed after. I was like, fuck you, solar eclipse. <laughs> man, I was not pissed. I was still, I was fucking flying high that entire day, man. It was great. So I had to take a, a, an hour long trip just to beat the traffic. Because them assholes didn't have all the back roads there yet. They still go. took me an hour. But still, like, for that experience, that was a well spent, that was a worth an hour drive home. Oh, yeah. That was so crazy when it went dark. And it was just like, oh, shit, it's actually going dark. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then I was like, oh, look, there's stars. Look at the stars. And it was just That like, was the cool part. It's like, oh, my God, it's like fucking four or five in the afternoon or two, like two or three, somewhere in the afternoon. And it was like pitch blackout. And it was like the stars. And looked up at the sun and the moon as a like, quick glance and then glanced at things, put those damn, they gave us those damn god, those little damn uh, lenses so you could look at, look at the damn eclipse through them eyeglasses. Like cheap 3D goggles with, I mean, uh, paper yeah. uh, sunglasses that was just blacked out so you would burn your eyeballs out looking at it. But I did take them off when it fully covered and mm-hmm. it was weird. That was some weird shit. It was gorgeous. And what was insane is the whole day you had some weird vibe. That's true. Yeah, that entire day was just kind of like everybody was on edge about something or just kind of anticipating. Or It was a strange feeling day. Like, we goofed off for like an hour there. Like, for an hour, we didn't do nothing. Everybody just kind of wandered around, just kind of in a, like, zombied haze. It was freaky. It, it was. It was It was freaking weird. There's a lot of people. Now, some people didn't watch it because of the... Uh, they didn't want to burn their eyes out or religious purposes and stuff like that but uh, it was probably one of the highlights and another one man space is cool and uh, remember I think it was, is it, was it Hellbob or Haley's Comet the one that just stayed up in the sky and he looked at it Haley's Haley's was cool yeah because that was like the one time it it will probably be here in our lifetimes. If we can make it another damn 50 years, you can see it again. But, like, it's like every 77 years or something. We've seen it in the 80s. That was a cool one. Well, then when was Hellbob? I have no idea what the hell Hellbob was. I missed that one. Oh, the damn, uh, Heaven's Gate group killed themselves. Yeah. Okay. So, whatever. Yeah, I was in the 90s. That was in the 90s. I remember seeing them. Uh, yeah, Hellbob is a lot, a lot more frequent. Okay, yeah. There you go. But Haley's Comet, I think that happened when I was in second grade. So. Yeah, that was 80s. I remember that one. Yeah. Hell, Bob was the damn Heaven's Gate people in their Nike shoes Killed themselves off. Yep. Because they thought that like there was a satellite, like God had a satellite behind the comet or some crazy shit? Some craziness like that, yeah. Man, it was like a spaceship and it was going to come and pick them up. Right. Something like that, yeah. It was mad. But, jeez. Bunch of weird believers in well, I mean, that weirdness. There's but, all different kinds of crazy beliefs. So I don't think anybody else's set of superstitions is any better or worse than mine. Maybe they did get picked up. And all maybe we guys they, are, maybe they, they were raptured and we're all stuck here. They got husked. Their husks are just all we see. And it's like, oh, they all killed themselves. And it's like, 
Whatever, but then again, maybe they're all gone up in that like spaceship, cruising the damn intergalactic world now. Like a Pan's Labyrinth ending. Yeah. Who to knows? bring it back to the subject of horror movies. Hey, no, <laughs> yeah. Did that? I just segued that. Yeah. Jeez. I wasn't going to do that, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was awesome. That, like, great, like, if you all get a chance and you can travel maybe a day or two to go be in one of those damn uh, eclipse lines, it's totally worth it, honestly. Like, the experience is once in a lifetime feeling, although it happens like every year somewhere. And you just have to damn line it up. But I think the next one was supposed to be in Texas somewhere. And I was like, I'm going to Texas. Now I'm going, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to experience this again. I was like, I'm broke. Now, I'm pretty sure the next one that's closest to us is going to be like up in upstate New York. Yeah, that's but, the closest to us. It's good. But honestly, it's them. Most of them are travelable. Mm-hmm. It's like, but yeah, if you follow that arc, if you just go so from maybe the it arc, does go to Texas. Yeah, if you just go, yeah, it probably goes to Texas. But if you really just like time it out and go wherever, you could go to damn bumfuck damn Idaho. If you really and wanted to do it, you could probably like go over Niagara Falls in the pitch dark in the middle of the day. If you ain't never seen one, it's work. Yeah, if you never experienced it, it's a damn. It's, it's a good a damn one. spiritual experience. I cried. Man, I was I just crazy. like I just I was crying. I was sober and it was emotional. It was so <laughs> I, it, it was. It was emotional. Like I didn't expect to have that reaction, but I honestly like like my voice caught like my, I, I tried to cry out and it like caught in my throat and I was like sobbing like tears just streaming down my face because it was just like, I don't know it was it was spiritual for me. Did the crickets go off? It yes, yes, there were crickets. It. Yeah, the cricket, the the in, that the, was so the, weird. The night the insects. Was night. The night insects actually started making noises at work. Yes, it was freaky. Yeah, I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I remember that. It's not freaky, but it's definitely surreal. Hmm. Surreal is. It was super about. freaky. It was yeah, surreal freaky. I was not freaked. I was freaked out because it's holy I shit. Was, I was humbled though. It was a humbling experience, for whatever reason. Like my place in the universe is small. Oh yeah. But, but it, it, it would definitely be a better experience if if it wasn't where we. I mean, as cool as that, but. All the street lights and shit came on. Oh. If you was somewhere where there weren't no street lights, it would have been total dark. Like in my yard. Yeah. Hell yeah. There but, you go. But that's still, nice. like being a city life world, like that's like my favorite time of the thing. I see the street lights click on, and it's like instantly I'm so much more calmer. It's like all right, now I'm just cruising. It's like put on them fucking. Van Halen's freaking Panama, and I'm fucking in chilled mode. Reach down between your legs and ease the seat back. Oh yeah, that's like nighttime. It's like night moves ish, horrible. But yeah, if y'all get chance, you got them a couple. Man, you got like thousand bucks, and you can figure out where there's gonna be a total solar eclipse. There's one across the United States, across the world somewhere. Pretty much every year, it's I mean, it may run across the damn. Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean and it may only hit this weird ass thing there's a lot of people that are really dedicated to it and they travel to these weird locations where there's going to be a solar eclipse perfect total solar eclipse and just go to experience it and it is a real humbling your place in the universe kind of experience that you should experience at least once in your lifetime because it was great 
pretty damn cool. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it, man. Every time it gets night and I kind of feel like that, I'll think about that. It's like, man, I remember when that happened at work in the middle of the day and I was, everybody's just losing their minds and it was dark as shit and everything went starlight in the middle of the day. It was awesome. I still have the pictures of the ground. We put paper on the ground to Mm -hmm. take pictures of the shadows, how it looked like, it almost looked like scales. Not Mm -hmm. musical scales, but like fish scales. It was wicked cool. Oh, yeah, it's just like, I guess from the clouds or the leaves on the trees. I don't know. The we were just lucky it didn't rain. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that would have sucked. They wouldn't have climbed in the damn sky. Yeah, it was totally, we got the best, clearest experience ever. It was awesome. We were so just lucky to see that in our lifetime. There was not, there was no clouds, nothing. I was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. And, that, and these people that travel these places, you better expect if you're going to spend that kind of money, you might be disappointed. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you, it's like it would suck, but like it's going to be nighttime stormy at some point in your day. So that in itself would be kind of cool in the middle of the day. And it's like gray skies and it turns dark black skies. And I'm like, oh shit. That'd be kind of scary in itself, too. Hell yeah, you have now entered Twilight Zone. Welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah. Pretty damn much. Imagine if you never knew that was going to happen and it was back in the... Uh, Primitive days? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, man. People yeah. thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, that would be like... you think the world's come to an end, you'd fucking kill like everybody that you had a damn no, grudge against. No, didn't do that. I'm just saying, it's like... It's like <laughs> the world's coming to an end. It's getting dark. It's like the world's been coming to an end. It's like... I'm taking out Grog. You fucking, I've hated Grog my entire life. This is the end of the world. I'm taking out Grog. It's the purge. It's the purge. This is your day. Caveman style. Caveman pro- and purge. It's like, see you later there, broke. You damn did me wrong. You took my damn extra piece of meat. I'm taking yeah, it out. Yeah, he slammed and the sun goes back out and he's like, hey, sorry about that. It's like, well, what? What happens in the clips stays in the clips. <laughs> For my bad. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> you walk go. off like the family guy. Got <laughs> <laughs> a side, like crab walking out. Yeah. Yeah, hiding, looking around, make sure everybody looking. Just be getting on a horse, going in the distance, some little kid be like, Come back, Shane! Come back! <laughs> nope, that's criminal charges. They're gonna get the hell out of here. Yeah, I believe we're gonna go there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. Horrible. Half your village is gone. Like, next one come around, everybody down runs off anyway. <laughs> yep, it's like we need panic rooms. We need panic caves to hide in. Say, isn't that what my grandfather was talking about? Let's get the fuck out of here. It's like, remember what happened to old grandfather Gronk? We need to get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> remember Ragnarok? Let's bring it, we'll bring it the fuck out of here. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so ridiculous. But, alright people, let's wrangle this back in. We've had some good conversations. And, um... Hey, but it's part of the horror uh, podcast because... That's scary. That's real scary. If you were like a damn, like, caveman or fucking, like, a freaking Mayan, oh yeah. 
Yeah, you definitely were damn sacrificing people and shit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's like I plead eclipse. I, I mean, I would. All right, he's innocent. There was an can eclipse. You, can you not? Can you edit mines out because they aren't going to appreciate that comment? The mines? Oh yeah, there are still mines out there, and we appreciate you if you ever listen to our podcast. But like Mayans and the Aztecs and everybody would probably kill somebody if they were from the pre. People cultures that sacrificed people would probably. But you have to realize that the Mayans have been doing, you know, studying astrology and astronomy for like thousands of years. They were extremely sophisticated. The whole Mayan calendar and everything. So they probably had this mapped out for a good long time. Maybe the aliens taught him. All right, Indiana Jones. Yep, crystal skulls and shit. But we don't know. We weren't there. No, we weren't there. But we do have evidence that that happened. I mean, anthropology has happened since then. So, yeah, we have evidence that they were mapping the heavens and charting, you know, uh, celestial phenomena. Yeah, which is impressive as shit, given like they didn't have computers or damn like fancy sticks that could make exact angles and shit that was their TV that was their computer I mean hell at night time you didn't have nothing to do you didn't have TV what you want to do and I remember doing this when I was growing up uh, I mean I had TV and stuff like that but I, I got into uh, looking at space and please charge device see and if you if if you just if you just went outside on a clear night and there's no street lights and stuff like that, uh, you just sit and chill in your uh, lawn chair and you'll see shooting stars on a clear night. That's cool. All right, Gene, heads up. The damn the air raid is about to die. Thus, the cute British voice that said, "Please charge the device." Just happened in the middle of your conversation, so. Um, the skybox is about to die. I might, the next time it happens and she says her cute little damn statement, I'm going to unplug you and then we're going to go speakerphone. Damn. We'll see how loud that is, but then we'll definitely have to wrap it up. But this has been a good damn intro that will lead into some, um, talking about damn lumberjacking and shit like that. Oh, there it goes. Oh, and, and you should, uh, we picked up a telescope a while back. Did you tell him that already? No, I, I did here? not. Yeah, oh, you should. Hold on. Speaker. Now. Can you hear me? Yo, Gene. Hello? All right, you're on the damn regular phone now because uh, my SkyRaid box is dead. Bye-bye. Anyway, I was saying we picked up a telescope um, kind of here when the, the world opened back up for a minute before it before it closed again, um, a few months ago, it was the first time I had been to a thrift store in over a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a big thrift store junkie, so this is like, seriously, I didn't know. I thought the thrift store gods might have abandoned me. And I'm, oh, there was a horrible line. I had my mask on the whole time. I realized like halfway through the thrift store that my fingertips were black from touching stuff because that's how filthy thrift stores are. Um, But I mean, walking out, I had like two pairs of pants and a sweater that I found. And there behind the counter 
was a telescope marked $25. Like a full fucking size telescope. And I'm not going to go look at it and see what model and make it is so people out on the internet know. But um, I was like, does it work? And she's like, oh yeah, one of the guys um, took it out back and, and set it up who knew something about telescopes. And I uh, said, it works just great. And I was like, you want $25 for it? Yeah. Like, dude, sign me up. Things like a $250 telescope. No, it was like a, it, it was like 130. It was like, it was like 130 bucks. Seriously, 130 bucks. I got it for 25. Working order. Yep, it's missing like a couple of the extra fancy lenses. It's got the basic lens in it, the 0.10 millimeter whatever lens in it. But like, there's probably like, if you want to spend another 100 bucks, you can get like six or eight different other plug-in lenses that'll do other things. I don't Ooh. know anything about. Right. But, I just wanted to see all the craters in the moon. So which, that's what we did. Oh, it's perfect for that. For yeah, 25 bucks. Well, how, how, how did that work out? I mean, did, I bet that's pretty cool. It worked out. I threw it in the back of my car, took it home, set it up, looked at the moon in the afternoon. Yep. The moon in space and can see all the craters. Yep, you can see Isn't that weird? It's gorgeous, man. Like, we'll set it up one time for you when you come over. because honestly, I, I took astronomy and... Like freshman year of high school, always had a a, a, a love of astronomy. Always. Yeah, I do too. Like, I never took astronomy, but you got that one star, Mars. It's like a little star. Nobody don't know what it is. It's a, it's just a blinking red planet. Yeah. It's a planet. It's a planet. It's not it a star. It looks like a star from here, but definitely like tonight, it's pretty overcast out there. That was the only. The only thing I could see in the sky driving over the mountain a few minutes ago was but, Mars. And I, hey. There you go. There it was. Winking Isn't at that me. weird? I'm, I've always wanted to get one, stuff like that. I, ne- I never have, no. I never had either, but that one just was like $25? Okay, sign me up, dude. You damn right. You stole that. I'm basically, I feel basically, like I kind of yeah. did. I feel like, I feel like. Honestly, that the thrift store gods bestowed it upon me because I returned to the shrine. Yeah, it was definitely solid steel because I looked at it and I was like, eh, I don't need another telescope. I bought telescopes before and never used them as much. It's like, all right, I've seen the moon, all right, whatever. But like this one, it was pretty. It's nice. It's pretty damn nice. But like I looked up, it was like 120, 140 bucks. I was like, yeah. oh, brand new, it's great. That's a. It's a damn starter size, but you know what? For 25 bucks? Shit. These two dudes were looking at it, and I was like, man, I should get that. But these guys were sizing up. Two dudes, I was, when I was checking out, I get my damn whatever the hell I was buying there and going next door to get myself a damn to go margarita. Like, oh, yeah, you were in there. Yep. Then I was looking at it, I was like, those two guys are eyeballing it. They're like, man, that seems like a good deal. And I was like, that is probably a good deal. But like, I don't need a telescope. And then, yep. like, I come back with my damn to-go margarita from the Mexican restaurant a couple stores down, and Maddie's already got packed in the car. I'm like, oh, you did buy it. Well, <laughs> there we go. Well, good. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll it tell is. you what else. My high school astronomy class in ninth grade built a telescope. We built a telescope. Like, we had to sand down the lenses. Oh, that's weird. We had to make the lenses ourselves. It's a horrible sound like, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard. Because what you do is you put water and sand between between two plates of glass. And then 
circle the top one around and around. So the one on the, uh, on the top, I think, becomes convex, and the one on the bottom becomes concave mm -hmm. over time. And you use finer and finer and finer grains of sand. Mm. And nice. I mean, it took months, probably most of the year, for us to build this telescope for my high school. But we, you know, that was how my high school got a telescope, because they couldn't afford it, you know? It's not like they treat the astronomy program like it's football. I don't understand why they, they don't do that. I, uh, football it, brings money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Astronomy well, just teaches. There's, there's a place down there in, um, uh, where is that, Transylvania County, mm -hmm. that they got like a, 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 a huge telescope. You can go down there, but you gotta pay money to look at. It. Oh, neat. Where, where's that? Transylvania County. Well, I know where Transylvania County is, but which mountain is it on? I don't think it's even on a mountain. It's just a real okay. secluded place. But it's a what do you what do you call that? Uh, uh, when you look at the stars, what do they call them places? Observatoriums? Yeah, observatory. There you go. That's what it is. There's one in Transylvania. No kidding. Maybe. There's an observatory in Transylvania County? No kidding. Yeah. It seems like that's the kind of thing that they would put on the top of Mount Mitchell, you know? Or one of the surrounding mountains, definitely. If they weren't parks. No, yeah. it's 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 the county is attached to South Carolina. Oh, uh, okay, so weird. Anyway, yeah, because there's just not no houses and stuff, no lights, and right, you're right. Fine. it's kind of like in a way that, that I, I heard it was described, it's kind of like in a bowl surrounded by a mountain, so that... Nice. So there ain't no damn right. no city lights. Yeah. That's cool. And for, for whatever reason, observatories are usually kind of dome-shaped, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just to like not yeah, cut we'll the check down. that out one day. We'll see how much it costs. Anyway. Uh, it can't be like much, kids, honestly. Because I, I remember going to the observatory, like I said, when I was a kid. That that shit was fun. I've been to like, one observatory. I like reading reading about uh, planets and stuff like that. I I read some stories about day about a lot of that shit on like social media. I think. When they're talking about climate change on Jupiter today, I was like, okay. <laughs> well, it's probably true. Okay. I mean, it's bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't have, that one actually doesn't have to do with us much, other than it's just happening. Climate yeah, that has less to do with space crashes than it does with the planets. <laughs> I said, yes, motherfuckers, by well, it. No, it makes sense because it probably has to do with our gradual, you know, gradually getting farther away from the sun. Well, in the case of, like, the Earth, I think we're actually getting closer. Are we? Okay. Maybe I'm getting closer. The moon is getting farther away from us, but we're generally kind of getting closer yeah, to I the mean, sun. Yeah, I mean, there's just kind of shifts. Yeah, most and, of it, like, that makes sense. It's like Jupiter's slowly getting closer to the sun, much like we are slowly also, getting closer to know, the sun. you know, boys went there to get more stupider. No? Mm -mm. Boys no. go to Jupiter to get more stupider? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. The thing that you said on the playground when you were a kid? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's getting hot. It's 70 <laughs> degrees. It's horrible, so we want to go to Mars where it's 70 
fucking below zero. Yeah, and you can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. That's um, where we want to go. Yeah. Not sure. And, 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 right, but okay. As long as it's and, in a penis shaped rocket. About it at this, I forget what period of time of uh, Earth. Uh, it was way hotter. Now, when like Titanoboa and like giant freaking tarantulas and the dinosaur, this planet was like 120 degrees. Yep. Now, I just made Madeline spit wine out of her face because I said, as long as we go there in a giant penis shaped rocket, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, but it went limp. <laughs> it went limp, yeah. So, it, I don't know. We'd spin into it. Whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> Horrible. Go to a damn uh, another planet in a damn limp dick spaceship. You better hope that the residents of that planet don't have genitals that look like ours because they'll be pointing and laughing. <laughs> you arrive with the largest <laughs> laughter in the entire planet. That's what they ought to call it the limp dick spaceship. Yep, yep. <laughs> Horrible. It didn't make it. Didn't make it. Yes. It did make it. It but nobody was satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> it barely got the job done. Just Everybody barely. Everybody makes fun of it. Making fun of Bezos is flaccid. Everybody made fun of the lip dick space. Yeah. Rocket. Yeah, that should be like one of those like kid books. Should we even call it a fucking rocket anymore? Oh yeah, definitely a rocket. A sad rocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's uh, horrible. My oh, Jesus. goodness. Anyway, um, space, yeah. The final frontier. I wish I remembered more of the constellations than I do. I could probably look it back up at any point in my life. But I mean, I can still recognize, you know, like Cassiopeia and obviously Ursa Major and Minor. And, the guy with the bell and the swords. Yeah. yeah. The little dipper, the big dipper, and the spot. Those are good. Yeah, that's what regular people call. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Greek, so no, there's that. Ursa means bear. It's the big bear and the little bear. There's I was like, man, these people are they must be tripping by God and they're seeing that shit. Well, you like, know, there's mythologies like behind it. a bunch of lines on a bunch of stars, connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but there's mythologies behind, there's like mythological stories behind all of these. That's the cool thing about... I blame the Greeks, man. The Greek? The Greeks were really about high. the Greek names for the constellation. Yeah, it does look more like a Little Dipper and a Big Dipper. Okay, they look like ladles. But, you know, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, I mean, there was a story about the, the bear and the cub. No, it's awesome shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just trying to make it funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. The first connect the dots. Oh, Truly yeah. the first connect the dots. Truly. Yeah. Probably where connect the dots came from. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And it's a way to tell stories and make sense of your world. But, you know, it's so weird how oftentimes it comes right back around. And maybe, maybe we convince ourselves of some of that. But, you know what? I freaking had my chart done when I was a baby, so I believe in astrology. Okay. Oh, hell yeah, 100%. Now, when it comes to the uh, the predictions, what's going to happen to you in the newspaper. Oh, yes. Oh, well, that's no, just for that's fun. definitely that's fun. stupid shit. Well, it's just for fun because you have a whole chart, you know, that has every planet in its position at your birth. 
you know, it, and stuff is, like that. It be so just going by okay, your sun sign doesn't make any sense for anybody. Tomorrow, play the lotto ticket because you're more likely to win. Yeah. My sun sign might be a lot more likely to win. Mm. But what they don't know is I have sun moon opposition. No idea what that means, but. It means my sun and moon are six months apart. Does that mean that's good for gambling or bad for gambling? Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> that means I'm lucky at gambling generally in general, but like, God, like I don't I don't recognize how to stop. So there it is. I don't know what your moon's in. I, I can't remember. Me neither. I do know what your ascendant is, though. So. Hmm. Anyway. I ain't gonna tell you what I am. A fish dick. That's what she is. You don't know who your birthday is. Well, you're a fish penis. <laughs> Just call me Richard, sir. <laughs> call me Pisces Richard, goddammit. I do know what your sign is. You're a Leo. <laughs> you're a Leo. And that's, guess what, listening audience? That means Gene has a birthday coming up. Oh. Am I right? Hell no. I don't know anybody know about my birthday. Come on, they might send money. No, I'll have to set up a Patreon. We'll, we'll save that for later. Maybe we'll Gene's do a, birthday. Maybe we'll do a Gene birthday Patreon. Buy Gene a drink for his birthday. Money. I hate birthdays. <laughs> buy Gene a damn drink, and then we'll do a Patreon where it's like, it's it's the Patreon where we buy Gene a drink. And then we'll say your name. Birthdays are fun until you uh, turn 30. No. Uh, no, they're never really fun after 22. Uh, I think after like 12 for me. Hmm. There you go. I had a really bad 12th birthday, y'all. <laughs> Unless you're like a like a Mexican person that does those cool like 16 and 12 and them crazy party birthdays. Those things are fucking epic. If you ever get a chance to like get invited to like like my, my child is turning 12. We're having a party. If you get a chance to go to those fucking go because they are fucking blasts. <laughs> it's not like, 12. It's, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's not like a bar mitzvah, but it's just like it's just like people bring good food. There's music. There's dancing. Oh, what the, you those is, people you ever get a chance, and you're not Hispanic to make friends with Hispanic people. You know what? They're like the Southerners of the world. They like to dance and sing, and eat good food and be friendly. And, uh, oh yeah, they just love having a good time. They are cool. Like seriously. we got to go to like this little kids like three. Bird. She was like three. It was her kids. Her like three quinceanera. Quinceanera is it? Am I saying it right? I don't know. I'm a horrible person. Either way, it was a big ass party I, for I like a little kid getting a couple years older. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. It was like you know, like a coming out ball, but like it was like. Also, like a kindergarten mock wedding. At the same time, it was so cute. But they had like seriously like a five layer cake. Mm, so many dancing good foods. games. The whole thing catered. I mean, just wonderful. Everybody's so fucking friendly. And any other time I've ever been, you know, just to like birthday parties, it's like we're gonna like everybody's gonna sit around the fire and play guitar and sing. It's just like it's you know, a good time. There ain't nothing yes. wrong with those kind of parties. Those are good times. If you get and I chance, love people who want to feed me. Yeah, people that want to feed you that know how to make good food. I'm an eater. <laughs> Oof, man. I'm very food motivated. Yeah, like, man, I don't know enough, like, Mexican people. Because, like, I haven't been to a good damn Mexican party in a long time. Well, we haven't been out of the house in a long time. This is true. 
Thanks, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Thanks, Thanks Trump. Douche, gum, fuck. Hope you die in a hole. Not even a hole. Hope you just die. Fuck yeah, that guy. Just fuck that guy. Anyway, but yeah, we've not had good parties in a good couple of years because of them. Everything politics and them, the them, COVIDs and all this. Mm-hmm. So hopefully someday in the future we'll get back to that and America will be great and everything will be fun and you know what everything will be great again eventually. But until then, don't lose hope, people, because it will come back. Because people carry on, and people love the party. And also, it's just you know what? I'm not saying go out and find yourself a token friend of color. Or a token friend from a different community than yours, but if you get a chance to make friends with people, you know what? There is a whole world of culture out there that people are just missing. Hell yeah. In, in all kinds of communities, like, you know, Mike's Native American. Native American people are like the funnest fucking people. I don't know about that. When they are. When we are. When we are, we're really fun. But until then, it's just like... Siri! What the hell are you doing here, motherfucker? What are you doing here, you know? Yeah, bitch. Are you taking another fucking good Indian? Fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah, it didn't always an easy time. But, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, you know, have to, to marry him. But, you know, just to... to have friends from other cultures and you're not in a in a fucking you know like what's it called a fishbowl like a sounding room you know where you're just bouncing your ideas off yourself and people who are exactly like you Mm, that's true who wants to do that (laughs) right exactly (laughs) right like there's (laughs) other other you know opinions there's other experiences there's other Ways yeah, of thinking that you you know that will enrich you. Delta virus. Next thing you know, we're gonna have alpha and then sigma. Well, I mean that's the not the way the alphabet works. Yep, but yeah, we got delta. I blame them, freaking uh, Undertale for this, with their delta fucking them. Delta storyline. Their delta storyline. Delta ruin. Delta ruin. Thanks, no, it's, it's rune. rune. Like rune, like Norse runes. Oh, wow. I blame you, Undertale. Thanks. You better <laughs> not make another one because I can't take this COVID. I now. don't blame <laughs> a horror video game for anything. <laughs> Except for that one from the 80s that gave everybody nightmares. I blame them for the nightmares. That was scary. Um, what was that? I can't remember what it was called, damn it, but it was banned. Really? A banned video game that you remember? That I remember that was like seriously like a freaking 8-bit game. Like maybe Nintendo. Anybody in the listening yet. audience remembers it? Type it in the comments. If we're on, When this goes on uh, the YouTubes, put a comment down there. If you remember that, that video game. Gave people seizures or... But also like nightmares? I really, really don't take constructive criticism very well. So... If you have constructive criticism, just keep it to yourself. Compliments only. I will definitely like laugh at you, then block you. <laughs> because I've already done it to one dude. It's like, oh, that's a good comment. And it's kind of accurate, but you're also just being a dick. And you're blocked, but I read it. I, I gave him, I, I commented, then I'm like, yeah, you're blocked. I respect your opinion. You're blocked. <laughs> I don't need your damn bad comment on the comments. Right, and here's the I thing, like, it's our thing. Hmm. 
it's it's only like one of the four or five comments we got on our YouTube feed. And you know, and I mean, people like to troll. What hey, trolls are going to troll? It's a damn thing. That, you know what I have to say? Rabies. Rabies. I will have no rabies. I'll just be like jealous, jealous bastard. Get your own fucking channel. Get your right. friends and then make your own damn thing. The unoriginal. Well, I, I read something that somebody said on one social media platform when they had a disagreement with someone, and they were like, "Oh, you're going to just block me because you know that's what you do. You just you know censor anything that you don't like." Yeah, this is my page. Exactly. <laughs> this is my page. This is my. I, I don't just walk into your house and piss on your rug and be like, "What are you going to do? Just kick me out of your house." <laughs> you know? So get out of your mama's basement. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. All right, this is I've run... actually said that to people before. Where's your mother? Uh... Where's your mother? Put your mother on. <laughs> Let me talk to your mother. <laughs> I need an outside damn. <laughs> that destroys idea. anybody. Really? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was a teenage boy. So mm. it probably cut a little close to the quick, but he deserved it. He was being real ugly about. Mm-hmm. Real sensitive issues that had to do with ladies, and he had no place saying the things he was saying. And I honestly do wonder where his mother is, and I did when I had that talk with her because she's raising a little, you know, future, you know. Bastard. Who's the kid who shot all those girls in Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills? Mom. Elias? Don't know that yeah, I have no idea. Lost me. Yeah, she was one of those kids who like follows the whole like Chad, Becky, yeah. blah blah blah. All right. Uh, what are they called? Insults. He was an insult. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Let's wrinkle this back into a thingle, and let's dingle this. Madeline, do you have any um, horror movie based around trains that you want to make a commentary on for this particular podcast about trains? We covered Horror Express. Gene covered Midnight Meat Train. Head shaking. With its all-star cast of bullshit. I can think of two and they're both Korean. Well, name one of them and give us a quick damn synopsis because... I think we've talked about them both on the show before. Alright, just give us a quick pop back. Then pop back to Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Fantastic. Fucking great zombie movie. Name of the director because I can't pronounce it and I want them slaughter it. Ooh. Definitely not Clayton's uh, lookalike. I can't remember his name. Hold on. Gene, do you remember Train to Basan? Nah, I don't remember. Oh. oh. Uh, Bear with me. You can edit this, like, fumbling no, around on the internet part. No, we don't have to fumble want, nothing. We just, you just no, chill. Gonna, yeah, I'm you do that, but we're still talking. Train it's all good. Train to Busan. So we're talking about Train to Basan, the Korean zombie train movie. Where the world's coming to an end because the zombie apocalypse happens. Not a lot thanks to them, Nostradamus, because he's predicting that a zombie apocalypse will end this world. But, Train Basong. Fantastic Korean film. Kim Jong-un? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not Young, him. Young Sang-ho. I hope I pronounced your last name right, dude. Uh, Young, Young Sang-ho? Young Sing Ho. Yeah, Young. Director Young Sing Ho. Yeah, Young Sing Ho. Yeah, director. That's Train to Busan, really? Train to Busan. I was thinking he's the other guy, the famous other South Korean director. The one who directed the other Korean train movie? The host? Snowpiercer? That guy. 
That's Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Ah, yeah. Both great train movies. Definitely amazing. The South Koreans have a thing for trains, man. I, I, I don't know, but I, both of those... Snowpiercer is a little bit more of a cerebral horror movie. Huh? Everybody likes trains, man. This is true. Everybody likes train movies. This is true. Okay. You know why? For the same reason Anthony Bezos built a rocket that looks like a dick. Um, <laughs> it's no, it's all the phallus. What? I'm not wrong. Ian Fleming can tell you this. Or could. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Snowpiercer, it's a little bit more cerebral. It's, uh, it's not like monster violence. The, the monsters are people. For real, it's about poverty and class struggle. And um, the abuse of the poor. 100%. 100%. It's a very social... Like all of Bong Joon-ho's films, there is a social message underneath that is very thinly veiled, if at all. Not very thinly veiled. <laughs> very, like, the poor the it's, poor and they have the scum. Yeah. And, and they are mistreated by the wealthy, in this case, in this film. And yes. they are not just mistreated. They're exploited. And they abused. are abused. And it's it, it, it's a really affecting film, and if you can't watch stuff that has like kind of you know violence to the elderly and stuff like that, you're gonna have a difficult time sitting through it. But I guarantee uh, it's a very it's it's a beautiful film and it's eye opening. And fucking Chris Evans, you know, mm. wow, and what a cast! The entire film was fantastic, like, and uh, I thought it was gonna be like, oh man, but then I sat there and watched. It, I was like. I didn't. I didn't really want to get up and take a damn piss break. I kind of wanted to sit there and pee my pants and we'll finish watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just keep this going because it was that good. Yeah. Snowpiercer, man, check it out. I haven't watched the series. They made a series they of did. it, and they it also, has um, yeah, Jennifer Connelly in it. Is it? I believe so. Yeah. I think so too. Um, could be wrong. Could be wrong. I'm but not gonna look anything else up. But I think it's Jennifer Connelly, and I, I don't think it's like the exact same. I imagine it follows the same kind of theory as the, the movie. Uh, there may be a second train running on the same track, doing the same thing, but... Yeah, you only well, got one in the movie. Yeah, but maybe. You never know. But you know what? I believe it was based on a book that I never read, believe it or not. Uh, so... It's in Korean. It what can you do? I don't think the book was Korean. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Yeah, that's great. Though. Yeah. That's no, great with Snowpiercer. Fantastic film. film. No, that film was in English. It was. Snowpiercer, fantastic film. Gene, you're going to have to check it out. No, I don't know. That's good. It's good. It's just a good social commentary. Good damn, like, what's going on here? Because, like, that guy sucks. And this situation is really horrible to watch. But let's keep watching it. Because, like, I want to see what happens here. And seriously, like, good. just the cast would sell it. If you followed that kind of thing. But generally, it's just a great film. Check Although it out. I did not expect that from Chris Evans. Like I expect Captain America. There you I go. I didn't expect him doing this like really gritty, dramatic role. I'm. That's amazing. All right, there's your heads up. That's all we got for that. We're not gonna spoil anymore because y'all need to go out check out Snowpiercer. Because it I've already is mentioned it. Awesome. <laughs> Definitely remember the damn damn train, train to Busan. It will make you cry. It'll make you cry and make you damn. It'll make you jump. 
and it'll make you cry and it'll make you angry and it also actually deals with a lot of a lot of social issues. issues well you know yeah the, like well you know them and us them against us whole mm-hmm. idea like well what if what if I am only going to save my ass yeah that there's kind always of those people who just want to save their own ass and it's always the person you're shouting at on the screen mm-hmm. to go ahead and get killed by the zombie and they're always the last one to get killed by the zombie if they do then otherwise they kind of leave it ambiguously they may have got away it's like you goddamn bastard why did you let the real villain get away and honestly at this point you're like zombies are just hungry they're not evil they're just hungry yeah it's just like all right like we that guy he's evil that guy's a bad guy he's still human yeah it's that kind of thing yeah that's what i love about zombie movies that's what i love about horror movies is that they're commentary on human normal human behavior that should disgust us Mm-hmm. that should repulse us that should make our skin crawl alright people it's not horror movies at their best yeah yes definitely alright it's about an hour and 49 minutes you've sat here and listened to us damn ramble Maddie joined us a little late but she's had some damn a couple good train movies so there we go mm-hmm. if I think of any more if you think of any more we won't it wasn't exactly movie. a horror movie. Not exactly a horror movie. Although it had an amazing cast. And it had a murder. Had a murder. <laughs> yep. Not the murder you're expecting sometimes, but you know what? That was a great damn cast. And you know what? Is that 1980s feel. Very Goonies-ish feel. Oh. Post-Goonies. Adulting. But there we go. Yeah, throw mom from the train. We got damn Train to Busan. <laughs> we got Snowpiercer. We oh. got... <sighs> Horror Express. And we got the Midnight... Meat Train? Meat Train, Gene? Yeah, I said, no. I, I, I throw that one out there and you're just like, God damn, man. <laughs> you thought I was talking about a porn act. 100%. No, I know it's a porn movie. I don't think I've watched it, though. Gina Jameson ain't on this. <laughs> nope. Ron Jeremy's not in it either. You know what? Ron Jeremy's in a lot of quality horror movies. 100%. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, some bad horror movies. Thank one right off the. Like, wasn't he in Cabin Fever? Because that movie sucked. <laughs> Damn wasn't it, Ron he Jeremy. Was a comedian. Yeah, Ron Jeremy is like as he far as he is pretty much like a dim. He he knows how to laugh at himself, <laughs> and he's just kind of a dude. He's just. A dude. Uh, I guess he had to in his first of his career. I guess no, like Actually, most of his no. real movies are post career. Like, I'm Ron Jeremy, now I'm just, like, selling my brand. My image. My image. For your horror movie or your comedy movie, because everybody in the world knows that I'm this porn star who Mm -hmm. wasn't particularly good-looking or well-built. Nope. He wasn't. Except for in that one respect. Yep, he was a well-endowed gentleman, that (laughs) man. But, like, he's funny. He's done some funny horror. He's He's done some funny. He's a sense of humor as well, so good for him. Good for him for having a good sense of humor and not being such an uptight prick that he can laugh at himself and, like, just do it. It's like, yes, I'm I'm that guy, but you know what? I'm going to have a laugh here, get a couple bucks, and then, like, you know what? People are going to laugh and have a good time. And for the record, there's a lot of uh, ladies of horror who have also had similar backgrounds. Oh, this is 100% true. A lot of true. scream queens need to get credit. Mm-hmm. Ladies. Oh, yeah. I don't can't think of any off the top of my head as, like... As straight-up porn stars. Straight-up porn but, stars, yeah. But, you know, kind of semi. 
semi. Yeah, they, they didn't make the straight jump. They were still trying to be, like, legitimate actors. But, Well, no. honestly, in, in all honesty, I think a lot of young ladies who try to make it as legitimate actors kind of get pushed into, mm. you know, less reputable work before they make it. And True. that wasn't the case for Ron Jeremy. So for the ladies, it's probably the other way around. Like, they did... Or... Anyway, yeah. the, the reason that they got the notoriety was a little bit better. Yeah. It wasn't like a choice. Yep. There we go. Alright, that covers that. It is 1 hour 50, some change. Y'all, we thank you for listening. This has been the Chainsaw Bar, our midnight horror fucking... Train to Basan snow piercing fucking episode of craziness with some eclipses and shit happening and all that jazz. Man, this has been a good episode. I can't hate it. As long as I can save it and not damn flip out. That's our episode. And as long as you hear Gene on the speakerphone. Oh, yeah, seriously. As long as Gene, say hi. Yeah. There we go. Now I'm here, I'm Yeah, yeah. What? Mm -hmm. No idea. Asiana. I, I think. I don't know. I don't know. No, I said I'm yawning. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you've been exhausted all day. 100%. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, you've been tired all day. All right, Gene, it's 10 o'clock here and some change in uh, the Americas. And wherever damn wacky planet you're on right now, you need to get some rest because we got to go through this all again tomorrow. But not on the podcast, just real life. But... I'm signing off here. We appreciate you. Smash that like button, whatever the hell, ding, bong, ding, along, ding, dong, you gotta do on the YouTubes. Follow us, subscribe, that shit. Look us up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We are the Chainsaw Bar, the horror podcast. <laughs> in, in, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm gonna make up some cards and hand them out just because it's funny. Even if we get off damn uh, script or whatnot, hell, it's still horror. Actually, there is no script. Never a script. <laughs> Never a script outside hey, of the general idea. In case you can tell, this is improvised. This is improv, 100%. Except for the time that I have actually write out an episode script, which is just intros, quick questions. What have we been watching? What's happening next? What are you guys into? I got some news. And, like, any closing thoughts, which usually take about fucking 45 minutes. Just having, having been in a, in a like, theater improv group, that's still improv. <laughs> yep, 100%. But at least there's a form and fashion to the madness in that sense. At least there's a, a kind of idea, a guiding light, if you will. Mm -hmm. All right. We got, uh, that was a soap opera reference. Did I get, did I get the, the Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse? You said the thing that tied it back into that thing we were talking about, like, three podcasts ago? Hmm. Jombie. <laughs> They're Caucasian. Ooh. That's on Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, there's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, Pee Wee. Jombie. <laughs> Ooh, hands. Caucasian. How exotic. <laughs> That's funny as shit, dude. Uh, Alright. That's all we got. This is like the end of the podcast for now. We're going to be talking about Black Swan in the future. we got some other things we've watched. We still haven't covered VFW, which is a film that needs to be watched by Gene. But it's got an all-star cast of greatness, and it was fantastic. That's coming up in the future. Uh, trick me. 
Ah, ah, ah. You need to watch the MBFW. But that's the future. We got some other things we need to talk about. That's fun. And other movies and stuff because that's all we do. We are the Chainsaw Bar, the horror podcast. <laughs> the horror bull podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can get a shit off you. Yeah, well, we're having a good time, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. We got the Blue Yeti mic, uh, cheap ass computer, and Gene on my fucking shitty ass broke damn LG phone. And the shut down them sky box, fucking air raid box. And this is it. This is what you get. I'm gonna damn edit some pops and clicks if there's any of them. You get what you pay for, and guess what? It's free. Oh. <laughs> 100% fact there, boys and girls and ghouls. Oh, no, no. Oh. What's this button do? <laughs> Let's press that red button, people. I thank you for listening. My fellow freaking hosts, thank you for listening. And that's it. Um, uh, that's it. 100%. That's it. On three is salute, and I'm killing this for the evening. I'm going to make him out a song at the end because he brought it up. Oh, man. I have to... Thank God I was about to take the sign out, Bill. What's the song? <laughs> no, I'm not... Ah, what's the song so we have to credit and all that shit in the podcast? Uh, Memphis Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. Doomsday, Mephiscopheles, great, I think, eh, I don't remember who did it, but I'll be putting it in the description, we thank you, and Doomsday, we'll be ending this track out into fading into oblivion, Gino, look up Mephiscopheles Doomsday on the YouTubes, but not tonight, because you got work tomorrow, and like, that blue light fucks with everybody. On three people... I'm not gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it in that football game. Good lord. Alright, people... We thank you. On three, chainsaw salute. One, two, three. Vroom. Vroom. There you go. There you go. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a good night. Catch your damn eclipse if you can. Otherwise, eat your chocolate bar and shut the hell up. Good night.